So welcome back, guys. Welcome back to Out of Band. Uh, my name is Jennifer Winnegars. And my name is Faith O'Beal. And today we are joined with uh, Alex Stavroulakis, one of our rejoiners, uh, back for another podcast, and the wonderful uh, Dominika Rusek. I hope I pronounced that correctly. If not, please correct me. Um, and yeah, we are going to talk today about OT security, operational technology security. Um, so first of all, welcome, guys. Um, Alex, glad to have you back again. Uh, Thank Dominica, you. Welcome. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the invite. Could you guys maybe do a short introduction of yourself and your experience, who you are, what you like, everything. Dominica, Alex, you you're start? a pro right of the podcast, so you oh, go ahead. Okay, so the, <laughs> the repeat guest. Cool, yeah. okay. Um, so yeah, I'm Alex. Um, I've been in the Netherlands for what is now eight years almost seven and a half um i come from greece my background is mainly technical when it comes to professional stuff it started in uh, penetration testing in it um moved on a little bit to security operations but what i really wanted to you know make myself busy with uh, during work is uh, OT security, industrial control systems, etc. So for the last two years, more or less, that's what I've been keeping myself busy with. Um, just OT security in general, transformation programs, uh, security monitoring, um, yeah, this kind of stuff. Cool. Nice. Welcome. So I'm a colleague of Alex, actually, we work together. Uh, my name is Dominika Rusek, uh, working in cybersecurity for more than seven years. I think in March was my seventh anniversary. Oh, uh, so yeah, the time flies, really. <laughs> <laughs> but so I work in cybersecurity, also started with just general IT, let's call it that way. Um, so basically penetration testing, for instance. Um, but I quickly moved into operational technology security. So for the last, I think, close to five years, I've been busy with this for a variety of different clients, variety of different industries. And the type of activities that we do there is in the technical assessments, um, so but also penetration testing, but with quite a different from IT, but I think we'll get to that later. Uh, in the podcast. Um, yeah, I also do um, a lot of hardware hacking assessments and IoT, so Internet of Things, for instance. Um, so yeah, that's me, background in system and network engineering. So also, yeah, very IT specific and then deviated to operational technology. Geek alert. Yeah, <laughs> but in a good way. But that's in a good way. way. For all of us, I think, right? <laughs> Fair enough. So um, yeah, let's, let's, let's just start with the basics. Um, I mean, operational technology, OT, um, some people also call it IoT, SCADA, ICS, whatever. Um, what do we actually mean when we, when we mention those kind of terms, acronyms? Good question. And with, with acronym, do we actually start? But yeah, exactly. Uh, no, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. So the simplest definition, at least in my opinion, so Alex, you can correct me mm -hmm. afterwards, but basically it's all the assets that influence the physical, the real world, right? If you think about IT, this is basically, for example, banking, right? Banking mm -hmm. assets, banking, banking systems, billing systems. These are all basic, basically just computers or servers. In OT, we have to do with different type of assets. So as I mm -hmm. said, this influences a real life operation. So a simple 
control process, for instance, you can just think about your own thermostat at home. Mm -hmm. It basically what it does, there's a sensors for temperature, right? And it yep. checks, okay, you set it to 22 degrees, let's say. It checks, is it 22? Yes or no? Quick question, mm -hmm. right? If it's below, that measures it, of course. It says, okay, it's 19. What should I do? I will activate the boiler, or mm -hmm. actually, how is it called? Um, yeah, CV Cathal in, in Dutch, yeah. actually. I forgot the name. So basically, the boiler. <laughs> the heat bomb itself, yeah. Like a heating pump, whatever, you know, start heating the room. So you get to that 22 degrees, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a simple thing. Of course, you can just think about this is your your home, basically. But what you do, you, you measure a certain set point, what's happening right now. Yeah. Is it according to the expectations? And then actually it starts some sort of process to then get to that expected level, right? Yeah. So that's in simplest terms, essentially, what it is. Yeah. How do you go from the digital to the physical, basically? Yeah. I like that explanation. Um, it actually yeah. simplifies it quite a lot. Unless yeah, you think you about can... printers. Now printers thinking... OT or, or IT? Who knows? <laughs> right? uh, we have these discussions more often on projects with printers. Don't start with that one. This is too difficult to start with. <laughs> let's, uh, let's take a, yeah, let's take a step back. So we have IoT and OT. Are they the same thing? And no. IIoT. Right? Oh, yes. Jesus, you had to complicate it even more. <laughs> it's not complicating it. It's just no, clarifying. It's it's yeah. Okay, if we want to put some order into the abbreviations, we start mm -hmm. with OT. This is operational technology. This is an encompassing term, basically. There are many definitions, depends actually, and very often when we go to different clients, first thing we start with is, what do you mean by OT? Because quickly you will figure out that people mean different things. Mm -hmm. So actually you would need to figure out what is your common definition. And we actually, we see it at different clients mm -hmm. that it differs. Mm -hmm. So this is OT. Then you have ICS basically. Mm -hmm. So ICS is industrial control system, right? And this could be part of OT. Um, so this is another term basically. Then we go lower and basically layer even lower, which is SCADA mm -hmm. system which is a supervisory control and data acquisition system. And this is more of thinking, for instance, geographical wide, wide geographical areas, right? Imagine you have mm -hmm. a production, um, you have factories in different uh, countries, for instance, but they're still somewhat connected. You would have SCADA, right? And then we even go to a different thing, which is DCS and PCS, which is distributed and processed. So as you can see, there are so many different abbreviations, but we basically scale down um, to this. Another thing, what you mean, fight, uh, what you what you meant, fight with uh, IoT is yeah, internal things. This is something else, and what we see even with IoT, very often it's being incorporated right now in operational technology. Mm -hmm. For instance, this will be indeed sensors or different IoT protocols which are being used for faster communication, for faster prototyping. Which actually then what Alex meant, IIoT, industrial IoT, that's yet another, <laughs> you know, <laughs> abbreviation, which is like IoT, but then actually in OT, which mm -hmm. ends IIoT. It's a jungle of abbreviations, basically. So if, if I interpret it then, based on what you said, you can actually see it as some sort of a hierarchical way of explaining the terms? Yes, you could, you could do that, actually, because that's what we try to do. We try to make visual representations, essentially. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. with what is actually what uh, in order to get on the same page. But in general, for the sake of this conversation, I think we should stick to OT, so operational technology, yeah. uh, as a higher level of abstraction, essentially, which means then the processes which influence the, the real world. And I would keep that to this um, 
because otherwise we will get into the too many details of each different setup and system and yeah, yeah. Alex is nodding and smiling I see <laughs> <laughs> he knows the pain <laughs> yeah fair enough as a user mm-hmm. how can I differentiate between OT and IT okay um well so we we started by saying that you have basically the differentiation stemming initially from uh going from digital to to physical right so a lot of what you do in it has to do with your with devices that you're very kind of uh that, that you see a lot with um uh like you know your regular desktop um pieces like that when when you go to to more ot systems then it starts becoming more specialized right so you see you can still have it in ot but we can touch a bit on that later because it complicates things but uh, you start seeing devices that are a bit more specialized that uh, don't look like your regular laptop or desktop they um uh they, they, they might be a bit more ruggedized so they can withstand uh different let's say uh environmental uh situations like extreme heat extreme cold um being heat by uh different types of materials because they're in a i don't know in a drilling or mining situation Mm -hmm. um so you start seeing things that are just not there in your regular office setting Um, okay and there is not really an expectation from your regular uh office employees or just regular users of appliances in general to actually be familiar with of um of, of these things and, and say oh yeah this is a plc from siemens and it does this and this thing um you know it, it starts getting more and more um narrow in, in the field of uh, familiarity yes so at home i wouldn't expect to have an ot system right if I'm a normal user. <laughs> Unless you're a hobbyist and you're actually yeah. you created your own uh, OT system, you know, in the lab. Okay. <laughs> no, indeed. Okay. Jennifer? Um, no, so my next question then would actually be like, if we know that uh, OT devices or OT um, machinery have very specific use cases, so to say, um, then my next question would be, is there then also a difference in securing these devices versus regular IT? Absolutely, you hit a nail on the head, basically. <laughs> it's, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's, it's totally different. Uh, as we said with OT, of course, I brought the example of the thermostat, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but what you should think in terms of as a regular co- a customer, basically, or, mm-hmm. or a person, um, oil and gas pharmaceutical, manufacturing, right? Energy production, for instance, so power grids, for instance. These are Mm -hmm. all types of uh, factories, industrial systems that, yeah, where you would find these sort of devices, right? Yeah. We're talking, Alex brought an example of a PLC, which is actually a computer, but then specifically tailored or created for industrial uh, systems uh, or human machine interfaces that actually monitor, you can check what's happening here. Mm -hmm. And um, securing it is quite different. Imagine in a corporate environment, let's say in a bank, um, you have workstations and servers and you probably have to patch them on a regular basis, right? You very often get a pop-up, right? On your laptop, 
work uh, in from the from the from your work like hey it's time for your patch so and it's basically pushed if you just say okay that's not i, I don't have the time for this right now at one point it's going to reboot your system or force you to reboot right yeah. this is how you mitigate certain vulnerabilities because yeah. there are patches that are released now for instance patching in ot is a totally different beast because you cannot force um anything why is that because ot actually so operations the most important thing is safety yeah. so safety of the personnel safety of the process so that no uh, you know no damage to the humans environment have occur occurs etc but also availability of these systems right imagine yeah. if you push a push a patch for instance to that such system and it will have to reboot, for instance. Yeah, mm -hmm. then maybe your customers won't get the energy at their home. So no electricity, right? Yeah. That cannot be. So there is a fundamental shift in what is important. We're not only talking about only confidentiality, integrity of the data, which means, hey, patch is a priority because, mm -hmm. well, we need to uh, yeah, uh, speed up basically the process or actually upgrade our security. Uh, because certain data can be leaked. No, we're talking about different um, paradigm shifts. So availability mm -hmm. and safety. So basically, for instance, I brought an example of patching. Patching maybe can occur once a year, for instance, in OT systems yeah. during a maintenance cycle, because that's basically when the equipment will be will be maintained. So of course, mm -hmm. you're going to check, you know, maybe check some in terms of the technical um, yeah, aspects, but also the, yeah, basically production line will be maintained. And that's when you push the patch because yeah. that's the only real way when you can con, yeah, produce the, uh, let's say the con, yeah, continuous energy, right? Um, so this I mean, is just one. It's in the name, right? It's, yeah. it's operate, operation technology. Exactly. So it, it has to yeah. keep operating. Yeah. Okay, then, then I'm gonna play a little bit of a devil's advocate here. Um, is it necessary to patch in an OT environment? Mm -hmm. Very good question. Depends. And very often, depends. Very often, the answer is <laughs> very good consultative answer. Yeah, right? <laughs> very often, patching is not the priority. This is just one thing mm -hmm. I just picked right now. But of course, there are many other things, right? Like network segmentation that you have to need in play, that you need to place, a good monitoring, no external connections. So nothing from the OT systems and networks, you know, directly connected to the internet. These are the different security measures that you can implement, right? Yeah. Uh, and if you have that in place and uh, yeah, your system is fully isolated, let's say, or to a certain degree, um, then maybe patching is not a priority. Mm -hmm. The thing yeah. is, Dominica mentioned it before, safety is, a, is the yeah. priority. So when you want something to work and to work as it should, that's what you focus on. And for a long time, there was no focus on, uh, on security on a lot of these devices. Mm -hmm. Uh, some could argue that still there isn't much focus on them, but they're built to work and to work under certain circumstances. Mm -hmm. uh, if you add the complexity in devices of limited capability and capacity uh, to also have to, I don't know, uh, support encryption, mm -hmm. some of these may not operate as they should, or it might make what they do a little bit slower, which can have a bit of a ripple effect uh, when it comes to production. So that's, that's something that is, yeah, not preferred, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you want to maximize production of whatever it is you're doing, because that's how you maximize your revenue as a company. Yeah. So maybe also important to say indeed that um, OT security is years behind in terms of mm -hmm. IT, right? 
for IT, so corporates, we are sort of in a managed state. Very often yeah. mature organizations that have certain implementations in place like SOC monitoring, mm-hmm. um, threat hunting, right? These are the activities yeah. that you do on a regular basis in corporate. In OT, we're not there yet very often. So basically we have lots of clients with low maturity. So mm-hmm. we have to start with basics, even deploying a monitoring solution specifically targeted for OT environments is a first step because right now they don't might, might not even have the visibility of what's happening mm-hmm. in their networks, right? Mm-hmm. So how do yeah. you even detect if something is happening? And this is just the first step. We're far by like, years from threat hunting, basically, right? For such a client, <laughs> for instance. There are a couple I of mean, things in between. <laughs> I mean, that's actually a good jump uh, to what I wanted to ask next. Like, so I'm I'm mostly IT focused in my work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 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 a cyber defense specialist. I really focus mostly on IT. I've I've been involved in some operational technology security parts, um, but mostly IT. But I do notice that um, for my clients that that have that operational technology, that the question actually do starts to arise more and more. Like oh what do we need to do actually um, to secure our OT? So are there any recent developments that you guys see or any new focus areas or um, even like new security uh, things that you do you see in, in, in OT? I trends. mean, the, 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 yeah. the trendy buzzword of the last few years for um, OT security is, you know, industry 4.0, right? And, Please and, explain. And, 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 Please that, explain. and that starts with, so what was the industrial revolution that was when uh yeah people figured out oh we can use steam and coal and you know have machinery to really actually increase what we what we can do with only human hands Mm -hmm. um after that you had uh what was it then the the first use of um computing systems and then you had the uh, the, the uh, introduction of uh more highly complex things more networking more um at some cases uh internet but but at least uh, more interconnected things and yeah. now with 4.0 what they mean is how do you bridge it and ot mm-hmm. to to have Yet another buzzword, convergence of the two, um, <laughs> meaning uh, how can the business have real insights and visibility mm-hmm. uh, from their position in IT onto what's happening in OT and then really um, have control over, let's say, the, the operational lines of production, manufacturing, uh, energy, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, quality measuring just have a lot of um, uh, control over that data because yeah. they're starting to see that, hey, we we can learn a lot about what we're doing in, a, uh, mm-hmm. in our business from the IT side by utilizing that data. Why aren't we doing it in OT? Yeah. Uh, and that's a way to maximize that. But of course, that means that by creating that, by bridging these two, whatever is wrong with IT is also going to be wrong with OT um and guess what it is way more protected than ot yeah um so everything that you have been uh let's say building up to protect yourself for the past five ten years on the it side and that has maybe been working for you well 
depending on the company's maturity. Mm -hmm. But now you are going to face these issues again on a whole different other, uh, on a whole other um, part of your organization. Mm -hmm. And that thing is not prepared, but maybe you're also not prepared from a defensive, reactive, protective, you know, uh, detective standpoint uh, where you can actually do something about it if something bad happens. Yeah, and 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 also combining um, IT with OT, it means that we are increasing the attack surface, right? So mm -hmm. even though our IT um, networks were very secure, now with combining the OT, they become less secure. Maybe sometimes because OT is going to be an initial vector for the networks or at least there will be more opportunities for attacks there will be the end goal actually so yeah. what you see for okay. instance yeah so what you see for instance is that it networks of course they are connected to the external internet mm -hmm. right so in general internet external connectivity that's normal but yeah. you usually have a dmz so some sort of uh, zone in between for instance not mm -hmm. a direct connection but what we see is that the moment ot sometimes joins the it there mm -hmm. is no DMZ in between. It's just yeah. a flat internal network. Yeah. Now imagine if there is a difference, like Alex says, maybe your IT is protected, but OT, because of certain principles and legacy mm -hmm. systems, et cetera, is not. And uh, then very often there are attackers from, from the external, basically using IT network as a hopping, so mm -hmm. stepping stone yeah. into the OT network, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe one thing to add here as well is that, um, OT networks have a, or systems have a different life cycle. In mm -hmm. corporate and IT, let's say your workstation or server, the life cycle is going to be maybe five years, you know? Yeah. And then you replace it to the newer, to the newer one, not just the software, but actually the hardware as well. Mm -hmm. With OT, the maintenance or sorry, the life cycle is sometimes 20 years or 20 Jeez. plus years. Yeah. So imagine that you're, you cannot simply just, you know, it's such, so expensive, these systems, right? Yeah that you can't simply just replace it, throw it out and then put a new one in place, which also increases that complexity of finding the right security solutions for this environment. Yeah. And, and, and to increase complexity as a security specialist, do you find challenges getting specialists to actually secure the OT environment because maybe they've not been focusing on that environment? That's a very interesting question. Um, what we see a lot on the plans is that there are very good specialists, engineers, maintenance mm -hmm. people, you know, vendors, because there is a special type of vendors actually providing these solutions, yeah. like Honeywell, Yokogawa, Siemens, etc. There are very good folks uh, and also people working on the plant, mm -hmm. but they are not security people very often, right? Mm -hmm. Because they are engineers. Yeah. They don't come from like we, uh, Alex mm -hmm. and I come from the IT, of course, cybersecurity and IT, and now, now we move to OT, uh, but they actually don't have these. So the principles of security are actually new, quite new to some of them, mm -hmm. for instance. And I only saw, like, I see it picking up basically, and also organizations focusing on trainings, these, mm -hmm. the training these folks, uh, only picking up in the last couple of years, essentially. So that was not is, the case before. Is it then also safe to say that and I know that this might be a controversial statement and also mm -hmm. maybe a harsh statement, but security by design is not a thing right now in OT. It, it hasn't been for... With new products. Yeah. With it... new products. Yes. So with, indeed, vendors, for instance, increasingly dedicate uh, money and resources on security mm -hmm. by design. 
but then think about the life cycle, right? Yeah. If something was deployed 10 years ago, they're not going to mm -hmm. replace it on the plan for another, let's say, X amount of time, right? Yeah. Depends on the sector, of course, mm -hmm. depends on the industry, depends on the budget. So there are many variables, but um, yeah. that's the tricky part. That security by design was not, as just Alex said, yeah. Yeah. And then you have to think about it from a cost-effectiveness perspective and mm -hmm. who's buying it and mm -hmm. the people who are buying it, how aware are they of that? So if you're a vendor who is offering, let's say, two lines of a product, mm -hmm. uh, something that is default, how you, ha you have been making it for years, mm -hmm. and the other one is something that yeah, maybe has some new uh, security measures in place. Mm -hmm. um, well, one is going to be more expensive than the other. Yeah. We all know which. Uh, so then the, the decision lies with, um, with the party buying it. Yeah. Uh, so if they don't have the correct information or correct focus, then the wrong decision is quite easy to be made because, you know, you go, you look at the menu and it's like, oh, this is uh, two times more expensive than this. So I know what I'm choosing. Cheaper. Um, mm. You know, so what it's... the procurement's uh, requirements? <laughs> Yeah. So I, I have a question with regards to the skills, right? Um, coming from an IT background, going into OT, how difficult was it for you to upscale, knowing that, you know, the protocols in IT mm -hmm. are not the same as the protocols in OT and the terminology is different. Even when mm -hmm. I listen to you talking, uh, there's some terminologies that I'm like, oh, damn, what is that? So <laughs> how I hard think... was it? <laughs> I think yeah. if you were to um, compare, is it easier to go from IT or IT security into OT security? Mm -hmm. uh, or is it easier to go from OT uh, to cybersecurity, something like that? Mm -hmm. uh, I think going from OT to cybersecurity would be an easier transition than going from cybersecurity into OT because. Wow. A lot of what you learn in cybersecurity is based on IT. Yeah. So there's a lot of new things to learn if you want to focus on cybersecurity specific on OT. Mm -hmm. uh, if you will go from having that OT background and you just want to add the cybersecurity knowledge, mm -hmm. but still stay in that field, it's not that big of a jump to make. Are you... Are you telling me I should be comfortable here? <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying it's going to be a bit more work if you want to do that. Yeah. But if That's, you're an it, That's an interesting statement, Alex. What do you think, Dominica? What do you think? Because I'm just thinking, we saw cases of people going from IT security to OT, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's yeah. lots of computer science students or graduates, etc., mm -hmm. that are interested, right? Mm -hmm. but I don't think there are any OT security folks, so I haven't seen such yet, because as we said, OT security is a fairly mm -hmm. new thing than going back to IT. If anything, it would be engineers, for yeah. instance. Yeah, right? but, but that, that's what I'm referring to. Yeah, okay, okay. So an engineer, somebody who has a, a, you know, a base okay. core technical level uh, knowledge, okay. um, but doesn't have the cybersecurity flavor to what they're doing, so you have the OT stuff. So engineers going to into security as a yeah. brand new. Okay, that I can agree. Yes, An OT I... engineer going into cybersecurity yeah. uh, within OT again, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, rather than an IT engineer going to OT security. Yeah, but I think it's actually the the norm, right? Um, mm -hmm. 
if let's say you you were an IT administrator and then you go into IT security, it's easier than someone yeah. who wasn't actually in that lane. It's like if you have the background in DevOps and then you go to DevSecOps, it's easier for you than someone mm-hmm. coming from IT. Um, yeah. You're right. Because indeed, you understand the principles, the safety availability, you understand the protocols. I can tell you just as a, there are so many different protocols because they were proprietary mm-hmm. in the past, the industrial protocols. Yeah. Uh, one Profinet, I think I once checked, there was 43 different flavors of that protocol and there are actually more protocols. Profinet is not the only one, of course. So it's actually, it can be quite complex uh, indeed yeah. to grasp the whole realm of industrial security or yeah. industrial setup, yeah. And this is just, yeah, protocol. There are so many other aspects, right? It's like uh, it's like that XKCD uh, sketch. If you've seen it, that oh, there's too many standards. Yeah. Let's make one that works for all of them. Mm. Now it's <laughs> even more standards. <laughs> but but despite the fact that there's so many, you know, the, this um, the the differences are great, um, mm-hmm. and the skills required are enormous. How do I get my hands on OT experience coming from an IT background? Yeah. Because I'm a go-getter. I want to go in. So how do I get and my hands on it? seems interesting. Yeah. yeah. Definitely not on the plan itself. Let me put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Availability is important. Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> That's a quick you visit. You want to be that person that brought the plan down because you're mm-hmm. going to be expelled immediately, you know? It's, it's One and run- done. <laughs> The running joke with us do not reset the clock industrial <laughs> plants they usually have a clock you know when you enter their premises mm-hmm, there is mm-hmm. a clock with the amount of days since yeah. the last incident okay. an incident can be anything could be a safety incident incident so for example physical um, damage somebody slept you know um you do not want to reset that clock <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah. don't be that guy right fair enough no, but, but seriously, yeah. um, there are a couple of things. Actually, there is a lot of resources, and I see an increase in resources mm-hmm. online and also trainings offered in the past years. It was more difficult five, five years ago, I think, when mm-hmm. it started. There was less. First of all, industrial trainings, like SANS, for instance, has mm-hmm. a great offering of industrial uh, security programs, for instance, GICSP, mm-hmm. which is the basically the starter. Um, but you also have GRID, which is more on the monitoring, threat hunting yeah. part, for instance, which is a very good one. They also launched 612 recently, so uh, Sun's 612 course, and all of them actually have hands-on labs. So it's not just the theory, mm-hmm. uh, but you actually learn on certain kits. When I was doing GRID, I think we had the Sibati kit. Uh, right now, it's uh, it's a non-different type. Um, mm-hmm. I think Kick PLC. But in general, speak in English. What's the Sabati? It's a mini PLC. It's awesome. It's basically okay. based on Raspberry Pi. Uh-huh. And what I had was a connection to uh, it was a traffic light uh, system uh, setup. Nice. And you had a PLC, programmable logic controller, essentially controlling these. And then you had a human machine interface where you can actually see, you know, what is happening. Mm-hmm. And we were corrupting it. So, you know, putting malware on it and then you would see what's actually happening you know so traffic basically that's pretty cool actually yeah everything would go on green for instance and then if that was a real situation on the road yeah people would crash into each other right yeah 
exactly but i think maybe it's a good idea that we can send you the links you know the resources oh, no absolutely love that yeah. for the audience yeah maybe you can add it yeah. to your uh, description yeah but that's just one thing that's mm -hmm. some uh, also cs cisa cisa which, which is the cybersecurity mm -hmm. infrastructure security agency in the states for instance offers yeah. free trainings and these are both theoretical uh, but also practical hands-on in the states mm -hmm. so if you're interested you know if you want to get into all the security might be a good idea to also step in into that yeah. um yeah there's there is also virtualization yeah go ahead alex yeah. no uh, uh, mm -hmm. because you said CISA, they, they also have uh, conferences in Wisconsin. so yeah. even if you don't want to pay for that you can just go to like uh the sans ics summit or to yeah. uh, CISA does something, I think, in the chemicals industry every year at least okay. for for a few days. Um, so you can, you know, really kind of familiarize yourself with mm -hmm. uh, with these things by listening to actual experts. Mm -hmm. And one thing, virtualization. Actually, right now, lots of these processes and PLCs, HMIs, can be virtualized, which means you can build your own lab even on That's a couple of virtual cool. machines. I yeah. think this is the the easiest entry point. Faith got triggered immediately. Virtual labs. No, no, no. I just <laughs> thought of this. Virtual labs. Let me ask you. In the um, in the OT yeah. environment, do they use Windows XP? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I had to ask. Many times. Yes. Yeah. You're asking. Yeah. You're waiting for that. I mean, we just discussed like the rotation time for devices for machines. I think it's quite logical to expect. <laughs> I mean, no offense, but, but we also still see it in IT environments sometimes. So especially in OT, but once I actually got the situation, it was an industrial PC, so a ruggedized PC, and it was running Windows XP, and they said, like, yeah, we know it's bad, but it will cost half a million to replace it. Yeah, They're like, yeah, this is a ridiculous amount of money. So instead, you put mitigating controls, yeah. like monitoring, <laughs> put it on a separate network segment, you know, yeah. and then monitor the choke points, so communication going in and out. That's but how it's good to see. It. Yeah. yeah, it's good to see that they're at least aware then of the fact that it that it is dangerous, that it could lead to yeah. potentially riskful situations, uh, but that they are aware that they actually need to build uh, measurements around it. Indeed, indeed. But to go back quickly to the virtualization and the lab, uh, there are a couple of resources like Factory IO, for instance, or Open PLC, uh, which you can just download, spin it up, connect, and actually create your own, uh, you know, industrial system. Um, which is actually pretty cool uh, if you yeah. want to try it, you know, especially if you're coming from IT, for instance, you don't know exactly what it is, how, how does that, you know, mm -hmm. feel like uh, what, what kind of protocols am I dealing with? I think that that's really nice to just have mm -hmm. hands-on stuff. Yeah. And there are some so, CDFs as well, actually, from especially nice. because of OT. Yeah, like, for instance, ICS Village in um, during DEF CON. DEF CON, yeah. Yeah. If you're this uh, this year basically a defcon just go to ic's village they have this awesome wall with you know the whole industrial process that you can hack as well yeah ph days as well yeah Sorry. s4 uh i always forget is it s4 sx4 s4x s4 and then the year so s4 22 that's yes. another conference i think next month actually in april. yeah in april in yeah. uh, i want to say miami but miami um, i think yeah. yeah uh but yeah so the, the, also, you know, if, if because we're located in the Netherlands, right? Uh, if, if you want to look at things that might also be a bit closer to OT security, maybe some hardware hacking stuff. There's also things like make containing hackers. Uh, 
mm-hmm. uh, the, 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 or hardware.io uh, uh, conferences that are happening at least, you know, in, yeah. in our vicinity. And uh, you can see some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Oh, you just want to take a flight to Miami to lie on the beach after a conference. I mean, I mean if, if your company is, is supporting that decision, why uh, not? If it's Amsterdam or The Hague and then Miami, I know what I'm choosing. <laughs> <laughs> maybe enough. I'm biased because Fair I live enough. here. So, you know. But if I'm, if I'm listening to all of this, um, then I'm, I'm starting to realize that OT security is actually quite complex, is actually quite difficult to ensure, and uh, is also dependent on a lot of industry requirements, a lot of uh, organizational and operational requirements. Um, quick question, can a new joiner in IT, so someone who recently just joined, um, actually start with OT security? Or would you say that it is really specialized and you really need at least a certain amount of years of experience? I wouldn't say a certain amount of years of experience just you know to, to, uh, from, from the get-go <laughs> uh, yeah. um you know it, it first of all it would depend on what they want to do like if you say that this new joiner wants to um i don't know do uh, real hands-on red teaming at uh, plants then first of all good luck finding someone who's <laughs> going to let you do that yeah um uh, but you know it so like I said, it depends on what you want to do, but there's there's ways of getting into things mm-hmm. and nobody, you know, is born with all the knowledge in the world in their head. Yeah. Uh, so by utilizing, um, uh, you know, freely available resources like like things that we just said, among others, um, and by perhaps being a bit lucky in your choice of employment, if, if it's uh, feasible for some people to have an abundance of choice, um, you can try to put yourself in the right track. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day, if you're not uh, really getting that, uh, maybe we're um, getting a bit away from a cybersecurity topic and wanted to like a life coach, but uh, <laughs> okay. be vocal we're, we're about what that. you want, right? Just, just, Tell people what you want to do. Uh, if you're vocal about it uh, I, and at least put it out there, then uh, there's more chances than uh, there's more chances for, uh, for it to happen than actually yeah. if you just. Um, I really want to do that, but <laughs> I don't want to say it because I'm shy. So try to get the community support, basically. Yeah. Yes, and be proactive, um, and also show up. You know, like try and build your own lab at home, mm-hmm. so you can actually prove that you have some sort of hands-on experience before you go yeah. inside. And also what is important, um, we have this, uh, we call it shadowing essentially. So mm-hmm. you will never be sent, you know, as a junior, for instance, not not ever been on the plant, but you're going on your own to do mm-hmm. a project. No, we, we don't do that because as I said, availability, safety, yeah, you need to be supervised by somebody senior. Yeah. So then what we do actually is we match up, you know, seniors with more juniors. Yeah. And then so juniors can actually learn from people that have been on plants for, you know, several times and they have experience and then they can mm-hmm. actually learn, okay, this is okay to do, this is not okay. And it goes from simple things like navigating in a plant, I would say, mm-hmm. hold the handrail, because again, you don't want to drop from the stairs, yeah. you're going to reset the clock, right? Simple thing. Or like there are lines on the factory uh, line, for example, there are gonna be line, there's going to be line on the floor saying, this is the place where you have to stand. Do not step outside of that because uh, maybe a, a robotic arm is going to slam you. And then again, you're going to be you know, on the floor. So these are the sort of things, you know, physical, but then actually, okay, you connect to the network, OT network, 
what am I allowed to do, right? What is safe actually for the operation? So how do I make sure that I, uh, for example, assess the plant properly without any availability issues, right? Um, so then always, always you know, accompany with somebody more senior. Yeah. Again, like sense. Dominica said before, safety number one, uh, safety number two, safety number three, and then the rest. So <laughs> yeah, just, and then security. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but so really just be cautious. Yeah. yeah. From my side, um, I do absolutely want to thank you guys for providing at least a little peek into a little of, a little a little i mean i think i have a feeling if i if i listen to 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 the both of you that you guys can can explain way more into detail and go way more into like uh, actual for example practical experiences that you you guys have had um so i do really want to thank for a little peek into the kitchen um part two <laughs> sure why not <laughs> Holding um, spaces and worst stories. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I think that would be quite interesting to hear. Um, from a practical experience, uh, from a practical point of view, uh, please do share the yeah. uh, courses, mm -hmm. details, anything that you can share with us, so that we can also put that in the link below us. Um, yeah, small look at Faith. Do you already? Did, did I'm you good. unblank? I'm good. Did, did you unblank? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good as blank as new. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Um, yeah, then uh, do you guys have any parting words? Thank you very much. And if you're just starting your journey of IC as well, good luck. I hope the list that we will compile will be sufficient. <laughs> I think it might be a little bit, you know, too big, but uh, hey, you can choose where to start. So. Cool. I actually unblanked. Sorry, I actually unblanked. After party works, oh it my is. god, we're we'll, <laughs> we will edit this in post. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is Women's History Month, and you are our unfortunate guests during that month. <laughs> Fortunate. Um, so my question is: Given that OT security is rather behind. How is the diversity within the OT industry? Oh, good question. Sorry, I had Ooh. to ask that. <laughs> question. Let me put it that way. I've been working in OT for the last, I think, five years now. Mm. The majority of times that I'm the only woman on the plant is oh, like large. Let's put it that way. So basically, it's large. And especially in terms of assessment, right? So of course, there are women involved, but from the assessing perspective, so cybersecurity and OT. I think just recently we have enlarged our team and we went to terminals and I finally have a picture with my hard hat with three girls from the team, you know? Oh, that's After cool. five years, which is that's a cool. <laughs> mm. But yeah, that's, um, yeah, the diversity is still, uh, still an issue, I would say, or yeah, something we try to improve basically to be more inclusive. Yeah. And how can we change it, Alex? Um, Dominic. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not putting Alex on this. No, no, no. Yes. I, don't, I don't mind. I don't mind responding. <laughs> I I do want to be uh, you know uh, aware of who uh, who else can speak. I don't want to you know. But how do you change? Uh, that's that's a big topic, and at the same time, not as big because the the answer is simple, right? It's, it's make it feel more normal to do a lot of these things that maybe, uh, 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 that maybe in comparison, 
with the past it hasn't felt as normal mm. um i think as with everything bringing attention awareness however you want to call that to to people normalizes a lot of things um so yeah it uh, i mean you're uh, you two are doing a podcast on cybersecurity, right it's two women doing that you're putting yourselves out there mm. So that's already something that helps from that standpoint, right? Um, other than that, I think a lot of companies in the um, you know IT space, cybersecurity space, OT security space, um, judging from what I've seen, and I don't want to just include all companies, mm-hmm. but I would assume that a lot of them struggle with diversity and increasing um, either the percentages of um uh of women or uh, certain minorities in, in some sense so um yeah ma- making this available to to everyone is uh, is important and then uh, it's really up to a lot of those companies to see how they can recruit uh, the right talent um and uh, also assess hey is our recruitment process a little bit biased or is it okay you know are, are we only focusing on a specific i don't know type or uh are we really open-minded enough to find uh people with different ideas that can really come uh to our working environment uh excel at it uh and not only that but also bring us a bit more to 2022 or to you know whenever uh <laughs> whatever year it is but yeah just just to to the current times yeah thanks alex and uh dominic because i dominica and I, I know you've been in panels right um hiring panels you've hired very many people uh in ot um interviewed many people maybe not hired but interviewed um how can we change I think we need to target uh, the younger generation, to be honest, because we have scarcity of talent, not only, you know, in security in general, be it IT or OT, we're struggling to find appropriate profiles. Mm -hmm. Um, And even if we're trying hard, you know, then the ratio of male, female still is not enough simply because, yeah, I mean, we need to start earlier, right? So early in the education, we need to inspire girls, for instance, but also boys to like, hey, OT security is a thing, you know, or in general, cybersecurity is fun to do. Um, So for instance, what I I was participating in the past, maybe I should pick it up again, was like a hack lab for girls. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, inviting girls from primary schools, for instance, I think it was age around 10 to 13 or so. And then just introducing them to the world of cyber, right? Yeah. Because it starts at the uh, young age. You need to yeah. have this yeah. as a woman. At least it was oh, the case for me that you need to have this, um, yeah, thought like, hey, I can do this, right? It's not. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely normal. I don't need to be uh, focused on the different type of career just because I'm a woman, right? Yeah. So for me, that was in high school. I had a very good teacher, math teacher, actually, that sort of opened this up for me, and yeah. that's how it started, right? So I would say. The recruitment stage right now it's too late we need to give the possibilities we need to have role models in the yeah. industry right we need yeah. to propagate this idea of you know if you like it like we're not going to force you but if you do 
go ahead, go yeah, study computer science, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that's a very good point. And, and to take that, for example, to a personal level, some of my friends are right now at the age that they're actually trying to get kids or they already have kids. And um, I, for damn sure, will be like the cool aunt that gives them like programming courses or like technical technical toys and go like, play with it, just, just try it out. Awesome. You I have some ideas for cool hardware gadgets, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Just a board soldering and, and some soldering, and then... yeah, you know, give them a Raspberry Pi or an Arduino at the at like the age of ten or something. But you have these awesome robots, you know, that like that they can just program themselves. So it's actually because yeah. at this age it needs to be tangible. I think yeah. just coding, you know, it's not gonna be just you know on a computer screen. It needs to be tangible. It needs to move. You need to see the results. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But uh, also bringing it back to um, to the diversity, we're really thankful that you and Alex have shown up because by showing up our viewers our listeners see that hey I don't have to be an old man who's <laughs> has very sorry no, no offense who has mm -hmm. very many years oh god I'll be cancelled uh, I don't have to you be won't. old <laughs> an old man who has very many years of experience yeah. to go into OT I can see Alex and he's relatable I can you know I can aspire to be in OT I don't have to be you know a, um, I, I wanted to say genius but that's not the word that I'm supposed it's to okay. be using but you know I'll see my work myself out it's okay. yeah and, and you know I don't have to be a man I can be a woman and still um get into this because hey yeah. dominica is there and she's you know rocking it she's rocking it exactly i'm i'm, I'm a wowed i'm like damn girl <laughs> i can go on to ot <laughs> so uh by by you two just showing up uh you're also helping us move the needle because you're making it you are role models for our viewers for our listeners they Definitely. can see someone who's relatable and can aspire to be in your industry so with Thank that you. said well, let me see, can i find the reaction on the heart? <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much um jennifer do you have any last words before we um, no, I just really want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. Uh, I enjoyed this episode very much. I think it's a really interesting topic and something that we will be hearing a lot about in the coming few years. Um, so yeah, thank you guys. And uh, hopefully you also enjoyed it. Yeah, Very much. Thanks and we want you me. back. We want you back. <laughs> <laughs> Part two. You got it. You got it. <laughs> so to awesome. our viewers, uh, thank you so much for being with us. See yeah. you next time. See you. Bye. Ciao. Bye. <laughs> bye. -bye.